Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treats is is this the the passing of the torch right is this what this signifies it comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important the champ is here we've touched down from a higher plane why you made it here we always look forward to that week because it was always intense you know that we ain't coming back we got to the man the myth the legend dante hall my 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 favorite player growing up was dante hall i love you guys (laughs) too but dante was my guy Get to dashing because you're done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA and NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code. That's believe B L E A V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts. Hey everybody. Welcome back to another episode of chief concerns. I'm here with our guy, former tight end Jason Dunn. How are you doing, buddy? What's up, my brother? How are you? How's you doing out there? How's it going? Chief it's, Kingdom? Going, going well, it's going well. Uh, a lot of um, a lot of things to discuss tonight. That it's like I feel like tonight's like the entertainment tonight uh, episode of Chief Concerns because there's so much uh, rumors and like gossip kind of things to, to talk about tonight. So I feel like it's like a, we kind of have an entertainment tonight kind of a uh, vibe tonight. What do, you, what, what do you think about the topics tonight? Oh, the episode of like uh, with the the young and the restless, some of the uh, soap property uh, type of deal, huh? Episodes. Yeah. I don't know, man. Look, I'm I'm all for it. So let's uh, let's 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 get at it. Let's talk about these things. You know what, man? It's, it's like this. It's regardless of what you know, what area you go into—family, uh, teams, job, whatever, man. You always going to have these controversies. Things come up. You know, people going to talk about. You know, you know, it's like the the gossip at the the water cooler, right? Oh my gosh, did you hear what happened and stuff? So, I it, I get it. I get it, man. We we like the salacious stuff. So, <laughs> hey, we're we're no different. We'll get into it. We'll talk about these things. Um, hopefully. Uh, it, everything is going to be in in, in 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 good spirit while we talk about it, you know, so for sure, here we go. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. I feel like podcasts in general, like, you know, just ca- how casually we talk about things. I, I feel like a lot of times like stuff that would be normally kept in house, like maybe back in the day, it's mm-hmm. just people are so comfortable to talk on podcasts, which isn't a bad thing because, you know, sometimes people I, I've seen different things where people have like been able to kind of have closure or bring, you know, bring some kind of like agreement over podcasts and, and such. But uh, but now we're starting to see a lot of people air out grievances over podcasts where, you yeah. know, may, somebody may never have a response to that. But you're also you're airing out dirty laundry, which that's also can be kind of a, a bad thing when it comes to these social media podcast type type things. Oh, 100 percent. I think sometimes it's what, what when we talk about that, that voice in our head and some things maybe not don't need to be said. We put them out there anyway. And uh, that that's kind of like the bad thing on, you know, social media. I think, you know, what it was, you know, supposed to be utilized for absolutely showing information and some knowledge. But then, man, every little thing that that somebody's up in arms about or whatever, a little thought, psh, I'm going to put it out there. And mm-hmm. so. I mean, social media drives that thing. 
uh, I think I, I put a post actually today on Twitter and it was talking about, you know, mental health. It was talking about some of these athletes. I want to, you know, real quick kind of talk about that because I, I think it's important, especially kind of um, I'm a little bit more in this field now, you know, kind of talking about like this, the mental health that, that athletes deal with, you know, that everybody deals with, you know, I and mean, this is what's going on in, in the world today, uh, in society in, 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 in general. But it was just kind of talking about some of the things that they had they dealt with. Uh, they had four star athletes that had uh, had taken their own lives. And so uh, the parents came on, which was a, a really tough segment that they did. Uh, but it was like a, a, a group that wanted to get together to talk about what they felt like they missed. And so one of the things was asking the kids if they was all right. And so uh, we know the pressures of being, you know, a college athlete you know, being young and how social media sometimes could be one of the driving forces for maybe that uh, lack of confidence, uh, maybe some of uh, the, the attacks and negativity. And so um, it was just a lot of things, man. I, I really felt for him as, as a father for, uh, you know, it was tough. It was tough. And we, I talked to a lot of guys today he was saying like, man, no parent would want to get a, a, a call like that. Not one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why I think it's, it's important, man, that when we, we get on social media, now everybody's going to have their own opinion about it. But my opinion is, you know, try to pe- you know, treat people with the amount of grace uh, that, that is afforded to you as much as possible. Uh, try to be balanced in what we say. Uh, you know, I, look, I'm not going to do it all the time, I'm sure. I know I'm, I'm going to have something to say that I might. But for the most part, I'm going to try to. I'm going to try to be balanced in the things I'm saying. I'm going to be truthful, but I'm going to try to be balanced in the things, man. But I'm not going to try to attack nobody in a way that is – be demeaning or any of those things, right? So, and I think on this show, you know, we, we we do a good job of staying away from attacking anybody. It's more that just having conversations about, you know, honestly yeah. about any, uh, uh, we try to keep it about, you know, pop culture things that are trending, and then we also try, you know, talk about Chiefs topics and stuff. But we try, we always try to keep a balanced take here on on everything, and and you know, and just and converse about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, there's a lot of crazy things out there that you could really just jump into like, yo, man, what is this person thinking? Like, what? Yeah. And, you know, hey, it happens. And we'll do some of that here, right? Because uh-huh. I think, hey, look, Marcus, I, I think that you are a very reasonable, rational, intelligent guy. You know, and that's why I love uh, uh, having a conversation with you and Eric and all the guys and the guests that we have on here. You know, the people that we deal with out in Twitter world and YouTube and all these different places. Mm-hmm. And I, I like fruitful, meaningful conversations uh, that, that people come with, you know, some of the comments and stuff like that you might read. I, I like all of that. Bring it all on, man. You know, yeah. so, you know, let's have at it, man. Let's go. Yep. Uh, so, okay. So before we get into the whole the gossip column, uh, the view type show we have tonight, um, there was a tweet a couple days ago from uh, our guy, Chris Jones, who just put DPOY dot, dot, dot. Now, obviously this, Everyone thinks, you know, he's obviously that's his goal for this year is to be defensive player of the year, which would be the first time uh, a Kansas City Chiefs player, defensive player has won that award. If you were to get that this year, um, since the inception of the award in 1971, uh, there's never been a Chiefs player with a DPOY. Um, so uh, that'd be pretty cool if we could get that. And then on the other side, we have Frank Clark, who a video released of him a couple of days ago of him working out. Some people went online making fun of how, how small he looks. He looks like he's lost some weight, uh, but he looks like he shed a lot of weight, and if he does want to become more of his pass rush specialist, which people have been, you know, kind of complaining about that he wasn't getting enough pressure back there last year over the last few years, 
Um, maybe he's hearing some of that, and maybe uh, Chris Jones is hearing some of this. These kind of rumblings of people, you know, saying we need passers, we don't have it, we still need to add guys. Uh, it's yeah. kind of insulting, I would say, if I if I heard if I heard that stuff, and that was my position. We're talking about being an edge rusher. Mm-hmm. Do you think that kind of plays a part in this when you, when you see guys working their butts off or guys tweeting out stuff like DPOY? Uh, I think you know majority of guys, man, that are playing, man, are, are self motivated. You know, sometimes you know the critics come in and. You know, you may hear from, you know, a coach or whatever, but ultimately I think all guys want to be great. I mean, that's the reason that you, you're playing the game is uh, like we, we heard Travis Kelsey talking about. He wants he wants a legacy. He wants to cement a legacy there with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think Chris or, or Frank is any different uh, as far as like what they want to give to the game. You know, everybody wants to be recognized for their contribution out there on the field. And so Chris, who without a doubt has the potential to become, you know, defensive player of the year, uh, with what he does and what he brings to the game. Uh, he's a dominant force, no doubt about it. Um, so him tweeting that thing out, if that's one of those things that you have to tell yourself, sometimes that self-talk is important, right? Sometimes it's a reminder, like we, you know, we talk about all the time, like when you have, you know, the positive thinking, uh, you know, you've got to create that, that element, that environment, you know, like, look, defensive player of the year, I'm going to remind everybody every single day. I'm going to remind myself every single day when I'm waking up. And so, if he's working toward that, if he's putting that out there, hashtag defensive player of the year, that's his goal. And so it's, it's great to have goals, man. I, so hopefully he gets it. Uh, but I, and I think one of the things we talked about, and I, I think this is very important, is with Chris, uh, just like any defensive player, I mean, this is a team, this is a team game. And so he's got to have a lot of help also, too, for him to be able to attain that. And so. Uh, we're looking at the guys that, that that's right beside him, the ones that's around him, um, what they'll be able to give to to part of that cause for him to become defensive player of the year. And if he's not getting it, then hopefully, like you talked about, you know, Frank out here working, you know, I want to kind of see the video, kind of see what he's, he's, he's kind of looking at, kind of lean and whatnot. So we don't know. That's that's good, though. Shoot. Defensive player of the year, shoot forward. You absolutely, without a doubt, have the ability to 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 acquire that 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 award um but hey man it's gonna take a lot there's a lot of good guys man out there on the, the AFC side no doubt about it um uh, but push it for him, man hope he does it yeah and, and one thing that bodes well for our guys just you know whether it's you talk about MVP if, you know Mahomes is always a candidate and then you have defensive player of the year Chris Jones sees himself as a candidate mm-hmm. we have a re- we have you know we, we, everyone always talks about strength of schedule we have, you know, we talked about last week, we have the, the toughest schedule in the season. So we have, I mean, that, that automatically puts you in the running right away. If you have good stats and you have the strength of schedule as we do, right? I mean, you're, we're going to definitely be in the running. So, I mean, that, yeah. Chris has got as good chances as anybody for that. For that uh, it's, no, it's, that's a great point. Yeah. I mean, against high caliber teams. And if you're dominant, without a doubt, we'll put you right there in the, in the conversation for it. So mm-hmm. that's what I like about Chris, man. He, you know, he's lean. He's got, man, he's got a lot of ability to him. He's got a ton of ability. And so, man, athletic, I mean, strong, man, he's, he's got that. Uh, so we know, we've seen him play at a high level, man. So he he's definitely has that capability uh, to get that award. So I think the guys around him is going to rally around him, man. Like I said, the defense is just better this year. I think just up and down the board, you know, from the back end to the front, in the middle, better defense. And so if he comes out there and he's just like, look, I'm putting a staple in this right now that I'm going to be the guy. Mm-hmm. Right. And going to leave no doubt about it. Like all the talk in the playoffs, I'm missing this, you know, not getting enough pressures, not getting, you know, uh, 
Joe Burrow down for the sack. Yeah, I'm coming out. That's what we're doing this year. So, yeah, I think I saw someone online say, uh, hopefully he's been working on his grip strength uh, during the offseason to make sure there's no, uh, his grip strength. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I'm, hey, I'm sure he is too. So, that, hey, look, hey, as a player, you, you're running that play back in your head. You, uh, I mean, that's, look, man, I know I'm playing the game. You just run those plays back in your head, the ones that you messed up on, like, dang, got it. Like, mm-hmm. man, nobody has to tell you. Like, you know it. You got that mental. It's right there in you. So, mm-hmm. so always a constant reminder. And so, like you said, he might, it's like a squeeze in everybody, everything, little grips, everything he's doing. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, as we mentioned in the opening of the show, we have a, a full on kind of a gossip column show tonight, kind of discussing things that we've seen. Um, so, we're going to start off with uh, uh, kind of a hot topic of a story where Eric Bianami has been the subject of a lot of slanderous kind of talk. You know, earlier on in the offseason, we, we talked about this article. Um, that was written about him that had attributed to players, but then it ended up getting, it got taken off online because it didn't have proper attribution. Um, it was kind of making charges out there that really had no place of anything. But yeah. uh, LaShawn McCoy, uh, former running back for the Chiefs, uh, went on I Am Athlete podcast, talked about a, a bunch of things. It's a pretty interesting episode. Uh, but in the episode, he ended up skewering our guy, uh, EB. Uh, mm-hmm. He quote, quoted saying, um, there's a reason why every year they hype him up to get a job. And then when the time comes, nobody hires him because they know the type of coach he really is. Shady went on to say that Eric Bieniemy is the reason why he stopped playing in Kansas City. Um, if everyone knows, you know, Shady, you know, he, he was a healthy scratch in the Super Bowl. I mean, it was just, it's kind of what, what happened with him towards the end of it. But um, yeah. they, uh, our guys uh, asked uh, Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey, about, uh, the guys in the media in Kansas City, asked Andy Reid. And Andy Reid was, uh, had EB's back. Uh, he was quoted saying, sometimes it's hard on a veteran player. Maybe the performance level isn't what it used to be, and it's hard to take sometimes. But EB is going to push you to try to maximize what you've got. That is one of his strengths. He'll come in and shoot you straight. Sometimes you want to hear it. Sometimes you don't. And also Travis Kelsey also had Eric Bannemi's back on that entirety of what McCoy had to say. So, Jason, you had a lot to say about that article that came out about EB uh, in the offseason. Now, I'm curious about what you had to say about LaShawn's take on um, Coach E.B.? Mm, i tell you what, man. Uh, sound, sound like Shady being a little shady. That's what it sounded like. Just, just maybe a tinge. Maybe just a tinge. Uh, but no, man, look. I, and the thing is, I watched uh, uh, that episode. Got a little bit of it. Like, I am athlete when he was talking about. Uh, and, and he was making a point, which is, it was kind of a good point. And, and, and I, I get the part, what he was saying, where... You know, sometimes we, when you're an older veteran player and that you feel like you still have something in the tank to give, then the, the worst thing you could possibly do is have somebody diminish what you uh, may be able to contribute on the field, right? And so I think he, he felt slighted by that. I think he, he meant like, you know, EB was probably telling him like, look, man, listen, hey, you're talking about you, Shady McCoy, just came out here from Philadelphia, you know, with the Eagles, with Andy. Look, we know how you're supposed to work. We know what you're supposed to do. So, hey, you need to, you need to get to it. That's, what, that's the guy we're looking for. And, and look, and, and as a veteran guy, later on down, you know, the road, one of the things that you don't want to hear is you probably don't have the same ability as you used to have a few years ago. And they're moving new guys in at your position and they're giving those guys the reps. Uh, because sometimes, man, you feel like you earned it. You, you, you earned your stripes. You, you really do. But 
it's when you feel like you had to prove yourself over and over again. Yeah. You know what? You're going to be a little hurt. Hey, it happens to all of us. If you, if you play for a long time in this league, but which I was blessed to do, you know, every single year guys are coming in to try to replace you, try to do this and do that. Right. So if you're, if you're, you know, absolutely um, uh, confident in your abilities, then you don't think a guy behind you is going to be able to beat you out. But sometimes when they bring a guy in, because the business is the business, they get a younger guy, uh, doesn't cost a lot of money. And if he's got the same amount of ability you got, they're going to push this guy because he's going to be the future. And I think, you know, uh, Shady was just, was just saying that, you know, Beanie was like, oh, man, you know what? I didn't really, I didn't like that flavor he was kind of giving me. So until what they ended up doing, Shady's sitting there saying, now, let me just go ahead and, and throw a little shade his way, talking about, well, you know, that's why people, that's why teams don't like him, this and that. I also saw an interview where Shady was talking about how good of a coach he was, mm-hmm. right? So what are we supposed to believe? That's what I look at. What are we supposed to believe? Are we supposed to believe this, this guy, part of it, or is it supposed to believe this part of this guy, right? Because you got, you got two stories here. So which one is it, right? Which one are you telling me? Which one is it like uh, just the, uh, you know, the, the pageant, you know, answer, right? Oh, it's the pageant answer. I'm supposed to say those things about it. Uh, but reality is this, man. Uh, every coach is not going to be every player's cup of tea, okay? That's, that's reality of it. Uh, some coaches are hard. The enemy, a guy who has played the game, he's going to cut it to you straight. He, I mean, he is. That's, that's, that's the bottom line. And Reed was saying the same thing. Like, look. You know what? He's telling you it's me, you know, probably rubbed him the wrong way. He don't like it, but EB's going to be straight with it because he didn't play the game. He knows. Mm-hmm. So we're going to play the game. Let's be real with each other. I mean, it's like player with player. You know, God has been it before. He knows what it's all about. So I think that's what it was, man. I think it's part of the deal. Um, just just being a little shady. Just throw a little bit, a little, 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 boom, little hate right there in the water. That's all. <laughs> I guess I was kind of surprised, you know, because I – Usually this kind of stuff comes from like the younger players, the ones who have really haven't seen it all yet. So like they come out and, and, and they'll trash a coach. They go to a new team, they'll trash a coach, right? Or they'll trash the situation they're in. But not a guy who's, I mean, it was uh, shady in his mid thirties now. He's, he's older guy. He's been wait, wait, was played for more than 10 years. You would yeah. think you kind of know that your words, there's a kind of, there's an effect that your words will have. And you say stuff like this, it's, gonna, it's not, it's not going to look good. It's going to make you look bad, but also with this whole with this whole looming story, all these BS stories that are coming out about Eric Bieniemy, none of that can be verified or attributed. Right. But then right. on top of that, you're hearing yeah, a former player say that. Then it goes and it's like, huh? Well, then maybe other teams maybe even saying, I mean, whatever. I mean, teams are vetting this stuff, but they they hear this guy McCoy say that could be sour grapes. But then also yeah. you have these these articles that are coming from somewhere. Maybe some of the aspects of it are true, and then you know, then people start questioning. You know, is you know, is being a tough? Is he a bad coach? I mean, do people have players not like playing for him? I, I just don't. It's not fair for the enemy when when it goes to the coaching searches that these stories are out there. Well, well, I'll say this. I, I don't know if it's you know fair to him or not. I mean, I, I know it's, it's it's that's you know shady. That's his that's his opinion on it. That, right. That's how he felt about it, and so I can't really take away from how he felt about the situation. The only thing I hate that, that I dislike about it is. Uh, when you're doing this, you're, what you're doing also, too, is you're minimizing maybe some of the things that why BNM is not being hired for, right? That these things that may still exist or why he's not being a, be, becoming a head coach. Because, look, I'm going to tell you this. BNM is uh, a good enough coach to be a head coach in the NFL. There's no, no, no doubt about it, bottom line. 
Um, if he wasn't, he wouldn't be taking interviews at all. That, that's where I look at it. Right. And so whatever reason why they're not hiring him or what, you know, why he's going through the interview process and this and that, or why they don't like him. There are plenty of coaches that maybe in the past, there's grumblings about this and that, uh, that are hired, mm-hmm. <laughs> that got jobs, that the enemy is more qualified and better at being a head coach than they would be mm-hmm. in my assessment. That's how I look at it. Right. And so, you know, it, that's look his opinion about it. Fine. I think I think like this. You need a hard coach who's got an edge about him, who's going to tell you the truth. Mm. And so the enemy is cut from that cloth. He's had coaches like that in the past. He's part of like that at old school where you you getting part of like that culture of like, hey man, we're going to tell you straight up. Yeah. You no, know, we we can do without you. And so what what ends up happening is because it's almost like oil and water, right? Because then all of a sudden you got a head coach that that does has you know, a little heat to him mm-hmm. as a, a disciplinarian is going to tell you the truth. And a guy that may have, you know, uh, uh, an, an ego because he's done a lot in his career. That's not going to mix. Right. I'm, I'm telling you, it's all on water, man. And so I think that's kind of where it is in, in the situation. I mean, this is just one interview, but like I said before, you know, Shady also, man, he's said, you know, g- gave the enemy praises. Yeah. So I think, man, you know, Hey, look, who, who knows, but I don't think, no uh, team or owner should look at this video and say, hey, look, he says this about him. Well, shoot, there's 100 guys that vouch for him and yeah. say, man, he's a great coach, right? So I think it's just his opinion, man. I, I, you know, hey, every every guy's uh, interaction with certain people ain't going to be the same. So. Right. I, and he does kind of mention there's one part in it where he kind of like makes it seem like other people have the same opinion on him because he says like, Oh, he tr- treats different players differently, and that's one thing I don't like. And that's the thing I, I, I have problems personally with people when they they're t- they have an issue with you, but yeah. then they act like it's like, oh, you know, I'm not the only one who thinks this. Other people think this too about you. It's like, oh, well, I'll let them say it, but like you're not, you can't speak for other people when talking. If you have a problem with someone, you you keep, don't try to speak for other people in, in that. And I, I especially when you're going on public airwaves to say these things. Well, I, you're right. You're right. Like I said, it's, you know, treating people with amount of grace. But I, I will say this. Look, there's coaches out there that others felt like was great quote, coaches. And I'm just like, look, I ain't really particularly like that guy like that. Or I didn't like his style of coaching or whatever it was. Like, hey, you know, hey, I get it. That might have been cool with you. And right. other guys not the same. And same same here. What I said, like, this guy was a great coach and this. He was like, oh, man, you really thought he was? Yeah, man. Like, yeah, he motivated me. What he was saying, how he was speaking in meetings, all the things he talked about resonated with me. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> it's just differences of opinions of, yeah. of, of different coaches, man. Hey, so be it. Tweets their own. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so for our next topic, from one player's sour grapes to possibly another person's sour grapes. Oh, really? <laughs> No, somebody else? Jeez. Possibly. Okay. possibly. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll find out for sure in a week. But um, okay, so in this one, so earlier today, uh, um, in a tease for Tyreek Hill's new podcast launch, it's going to be launching next week on the 10th. Uh, it called It Needed to Be Said. Uh, he released a soundbite where he is Agent Drew Rosenhaus, say that he actually didn't want to leave Kansas City, never demanded a trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his host, not him, his host kind of inferred that the Chiefs did not utilize him, uh, and that they, and he also suggested that they, su- well, he said that they suppressed his stats to lower his value. Now, Tyreek Hill didn't say it, it hosted, but in the tease, Tyreek doesn't deny it. 
And that's kind of where a lot of Chief fans are like, okay, you're complicit with what he's saying. You're not denying it. Although yeah. it's only a 50, it's a 58 second tease. So, you know, mm-hmm. um, but I will say in that there is time where he says, right. Instead of dispelling the notion, but he's listening to the, the host continue to go on. So, um, so a lot of people's comments online went crazy about this. Uh, so coming off a year where this guy was third in the league in receptions, seventh in targets, we're talking about him not being utilized properly. I mean, <laughs> I think it's kind of it, it's hard to say the guy his stats were suppressed and he wasn't utilized properly. Yeah, yeah. Um, when you have numbers like that, but I, I guess there's a lot there's a lot to go on here, JD. Uh, what are your uh, comments on this on this whole thing? <laughs> well, you see me laughing over here, right? I mean, <laughs> it's laughable. It's laughable for a guy to make an assertion. Oh, well, they wouldn't utilize you right. You know, I guess they tried to divide. Come on, man. Like, man, cut it out. They ain't better do that. Like, like everybody knows. Look, Tyreek Hill, uh, uh, one of the most dangerous weapons in the game. Okay. Uh, to ever probably play the game, to be honest with you. Uh, to say that the Chiefs didn't utilize him, that's ridiculous ridiculous even to say something like that and i think man it's we're talking about like that salacious talk again and try to lead him and i, and I see that little segment that he, he did and i know the soundbite is 58 seconds you know we'll know more of course next week uh but i think tyreek was kind of listening to the question the guy was kind of running off after i kind of analyzed it a little bit the guy was like well yeah you know they didn't utilize you and then they only value you and tyreek's kind of like you know kind of threw his head to the side like yeah like you know i ain't quite no, I wouldn't say that. He said that. You know, he might say, well, you said that. I didn't say that. You said that. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know who the interviewer is, uh, but it seems to me like he was trying to lead a question and lead him into a way for it to be to create a narrative uh, that may not even be Tyreek's. That might not even be what Tyreek said. I know he didn't say it, at least on that little segment, that 58 seconds of it, uh, because he said that Drew, Drew was sitting there saying, like, man, we tried to get the deal done. He wanted to stay in Kansas City, which I believe he did. I believe he wanted to. Uh, now, I'll say this. And I don't know the full timeline with everything, how it was going on. Uh, but I think the effort to keep a guy like Tyreek here, uh, and I, I don't know what on what scale it was, on how, how adamant they were on trying to get him and keep him here, that's still that negotiation part of it. That's the business part of it, right? You know, and all these things, it takes time. But sometimes, man, to me, um, where I might do something different, I'm like, man, Tyree Gill, yeah, we, uh, let's get this done. Mm-hmm. You could have probably got him a deal done sooner where now all of a sudden, you know, you're not, you're not bidding against yourself. You know, you know, you're not now, you don't have Devontae Adams come up and talk about what, you know, him making something, you know, $30 million a year, right? You might be able to get Tyree for 25 if you did it earlier, okay? Mm-hmm. And sometimes these things are just timing. Sometimes it is the negotiation part of it, you know, and of course, Drew, man, I know Drew and Drew, Drew's going to do a good, great job as far as like, hey, man, listen, we're going to make sure that we capitalize on every single possibility that we got out here. Right. And I'm sure he was talking to other agents and, hey, what's, you know, what is guys talking about over here? Uh, so that that's part of the game. That's part of business. The thing is, if, you, if, the, if the Chiefs decided to take care of it earlier and say, look, you know what? Let's go ahead and get Tyreek here. Let's not mess around with this thing and just snap him up, right? And just, hey, we'll just keep rolling like we are. Mm. Uh, but it didn't happen that way. So how it works, man, in business and time, and that's, that's it. As soon as Tyreek seen that, that money come out, cha-ching, 
Drew's yeah. like, oh, yeah, we got to see that. Devontae got that? We definitely got to see that. Mm. And so all of a sudden, it, it, the price stopped the market as far as for the cheese. The cheese is like, hey, man, look, that's that's a hefty price. Yep. So we got we to start thinking about what we're going to do in the future, what we're going to be able to get, uh, maybe, you know, shopping it around. And I think that's where kind of things kind of went sour because it wasn't really um, – they didn't respond as fast as they thought, like, you know, to the 30 million, like, oh man, I don't know. I don't know about this. So that's it, man. I I, I just, (laughs) the the, the talk's going to come and it's been happening all, all season since we lost him that now the same thing I see people, well, you know, we don't need him anyway. And now is it, look, Tyreek Hill was a a monster. Come on, man. Mm. Any team would love to have him. We would still love to have him. Look, I get you know, look, and, and it worked out for us, right? Hopefully, Tyreek's happy down there in uh, in uh, in Miami. He feels two is throwing him a great ball, and the great the you know, greatest ball he's ever been thrown, or maybe I don't know, <laughs> right? I don't know, but hey, we got a lot of draft picks, got the capital to get some guys here to able to help out and benefit the entire team, right? I mean, that's what we got the, the twelve picks to benefit the entire team, mm. and so we got hey. MVS, we got Juju, we got Sky Moore, you know, we got uh, uh, Justin Ross. Everybody want to talk, you know, we got guys over here. You know, we, we still got uh, uh, McCoy, so we got guys here. And so the thing is, up and down the board, like I said, wide receiver room, hey, man, we good. I think we benefited just from his level of talent Yeah. Uh, that we were able to, you know, like I said, to capitalize off of. You know, because of that, because he is Tyreek Hill and he is worth $30 million. So that's the reality. Yeah. I mean, we can't, we won't know, obviously, the context of this entire thing. This is a tease. And quite frankly, they did a pretty good job picking out the perfect, like, uh, back and forth uh, kind of uh, banter to put as a tease to uh, tease his podcast next week. Um, so kudos to them for that. Uh, yeah. I will, I will say, though, I, and I kind of mentioned in the in to the open this questions like if I had if I was asking you a question and plus for people to say because I, I think that was kind of scripted for to, to be kind of like a yeah uh, for you know um the, seemed like it seemed like it it did like it was scripted uh, especially mm-hmm. if they knew they were going to use it as a tease because you know for most people I'm, I'm assuming our, our viewers know we kind of go over our questions before we go on on the air with it if it's a question that you know it's like eh. There's really not much there. Let's, you know, scrap that question. We'll do something else, you know. Yeah, we JD started doing that recently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we did. Yeah. We, got, we we figured like, hey, you know, it's good to, to actually, you know, have, like you said, some talk and some banter about these things yep. and these issues beforehand, right? Mm-hmm. But we don't, we don't, you, you know, you do a great job of not putting any like gotcha questions or lead up questions or we, we don't try to do, to me, it's like clickbait. It really is, right? Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, every movie trailer, has all the great parts in it, right? Because it's supposed to pull you in, right? Oh, shoot, I want to see this movie. I want to go check this Joker out. Yep. So I think this is kind of like, uh, you know, in that, you know, in that field of, of, of thought, right? Because what was the biggest story this year for in the offseason? The Devontae Adams was one, and the next big one was was Tyreek leaving Kansas City. I mean, that could be arguably, arguably be the number one story of the offseason. And, you know, what are you going to tease your show with? You're going to tease it talking about another two, a ball again. You can't tease it like that. So you got to kind of tease it, you know, and be kind of provocative with it. And I I think uh, saying something like this where, you know, he wasn't utilized, it's like, what? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, shoot. He could have, he could have sent a question out just on the teaser. Like, 
So tell me all the problems you had with uh, with the enemy and, and Mahomes in the room because I heard y'all had some things going on and even like eh, you know click cut the clip off right quick right <laughs> like wait no no <laughs> yeah. and people will start talking and they'll jump all over and start talking about it right so um, like you said we had to wait for the context to come out yep. to see um, but look man look we 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 know we know what it is we we we've seen the product out on the field um, what goes behind closed doors and whatnot hey. Things do happen, right? These things do happen. It's we, we talking about grown men, uh, talking about business and family, and so you know these things. These things are gonna get right, and, and especially look, Drew has Tyreek's his interests at hand. Bottom line, period. So right. Drew is like he's an agent. He's like, oh, look, it ain't no love loss. Look, somebody's gonna get us paid. We just gotta make sure we're gonna put it on the table because that's what we're supposed to do, respectfully. Why not? Right. Plus, Rosenhaus is going to have a shitty relationship with the Chiefs either because he has other clients who are going to, you know, be, you know, working with Veach on other stuff. So he's right. like, going to have a bad relationship there. Right. I, I do want to ask this though, because a lot of, you know, sometimes when you, when you see tweets like you, you kind of you look at the comments, like what's people, what are people saying on these things? And the one thing I did notice was that some people were saying, yeah, you know, uh, the suppression of his stats. Look, he only had nine touchdowns last year. It's like they uh, they wanted his cap number to be lower. And uh, well, no, we have Travis Kelsey. We have, we have other guys in the room who were who were eating up targets and shares. And um, that's crazy. I want to I want to ask about suppression of stats. Is that is that does that happen in real life? That happens in movies. It doesn't happen in the NFL when when winning's at, in in the in the picture. I, I, what I will say is this: uh, for a team that has been winning that is a championship team, uh, I, that wouldn't make any sense to do because it's all about winning. That's what you want to be able to do. And so uh, it, will I say that it doesn't happen? I'm sure it does. I, I, I know of uh, instances of guys maybe not getting their bonuses because of the captures right, right. or taking them out. Uh, no doubt about that. So that does happen too. I wouldn't say it happened on a, on, on a grand scale of things. Right. I won't say that because then all of a sudden what you have to do, if, if it does happen and you know it, it personally, man, go to the media. Mm-hmm. Go it, like, it, you know, shoot, sing out here. Hey man, look, this, this is how they did me. What it if yada, 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 whatever. Yeah. But it, to say that about Tyreek and then, cause what you're doing is you're ultimately hurting the entire team, which doesn't make any sense. Like, why would you take the ball out of your most exposed player out there on the field? Yeah. No reason, right? You're trying to win a championship. So yeah. once Kansas City got that taste, that good championship, uh-huh. yes, we want it each and every year. So taking it out of Tyreek's hand because you want to devalue him, that that doesn't smell right. Not at all. Yeah, and I've seen that with a, with a bonuses stuff. Like if a guy needs two more tackles, some teams, you know, good PR story, they'll throw that guy back in the game to get his two tackles. Or – you see guys get benched and they won't hit their, their bonuses. But this to say it's a suppression of stats, it's kind of like an, an overall thing. Like he, Cause he, he, it was, it was in the same breath of the guy says, Oh, you, they didn't utilize you. It was suppression of stats to the, to lower your value. I mean, they were looking at paying you 20 something million. I don't think they were trying to, I mean, they, they weren't trying to lower your value. If you're third, number no. three overall in catches, no one's trying to lower your value. <laughs> right. Right. And, 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 and the, to be honest with you, if he really felt that way, he would have said, well, I didn't want to stay in Kansas City. Yep. But he immediately says, I-, I wanted to be there. I wanted to be in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Well, if you, you, you're being suppressed, you know, your value and your catches and you're being utilized, you're not going to make that statement. Yeah. I just don't, I don't believe that at all. So the guy would say, completely bleed him into it. So, uh, yeah, uh, 
So you was underutilized and they tried to take your value. What? Wait a minute. Hold on. And Tyree's just listening, right? I mean, you know, he's being interviewed, so he's listening and maybe he dispels it later. But uh, yeah, yeah, maybe I, I think that kind of throws me off is he says right to him when he says they, they didn't they didn't utilize you or, or whatever, whatever the, the exact quote was. He said, yeah, he said right. right. He, but he said he said right. And then he to, followed his follow up to that. Yeah, to him, him moving like he said something that he said right to that, but he didn't say right to like him saying underutilized. Yeah. He was saying, he said, and I want to push back on something else. He said, okay, or right, you know, that's what it was. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I just think it's funny that you know we're we're in June right now, and the Chiefs and Tyreek is still is still being discussed. It's like we've kind of we've kind of moved on from that. I mean, we, obviously you don't see there's there's no press conferences about Mahomes talking about uh, Tyreek anymore. No one's talking about Tyreek anymore with with us. It's he's still it's between Chiefs talk. Or the only time I see Tyreek is when he mentions the Chiefs or you know Tua's got a pretty ball like Mahomes or, or like Tua or Tua uh, he's going on a Tua tour trying to uh, talk uh, the Tua PR tour trying to talk him up. But hey. it's like we we've moved on. We 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 have our receiver room now. I mean that, that, that's it. Tyreek was hey. fun while it lasted. Listen, listen, you know this for a fact. Okay, it's like family and relationships. So if we see somebody Hollywood break up, obviously, you know, they're going to say, oh, you know, uh, uh, I don't know. Let's say uh, uh, J-Lo and Ben broke up for the longest time when she got Mark Anthony. They was like, oh, I'm so happy now. And I'm just he's the most amazing guy. Look, and then, you know, you talk about that for for a long time. Like we're talking about the Kanye and Kim Kardashian for a long time and Pete Davidson. Right. Because that's the new guy in the the mix. And so two is a new guy in the mix. Right. Yeah. So now, you know, that's, I mean, that's, it goes hand in hand with these things. And so these relationships are not going to be over with right. until you start the season and you give it a whole year to kind of everybody settle in, mm. you know, because look, che- look, Cheetah is still all around the city. I'm sure they, I'm sure they, now you got to roll, you know, paint over the murals and all those different things. And yeah, I mean, it's, that's a lot there. That's a yeah. lot. People wearing uh, number 10 jerseys. They're going to be number 10 jerseys with heel on the back of the jersey in, in the stadium. I mean, well, I mean, that, that, that's the thing, though. It's like, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a jersey collector, and Tyreek Hills, I mean, you, you can't. That, that's a jersey you wear to games. It's like, it's a good example of that. Okay, so Iverson went to, uh, get, the, the cultural impact Iverson has is a little different than Tyreek Hill, you know, as a generational thing. But yeah. I will say, Iverson went to the Nuggets. You still see Iverson jersey. When he was to the Nuggets, you still saw, you still saw Iverson jerseys in Philadelphia. Right, and, and, you know, not comparing Iverson and Tyreek Hills, they're, they're kind of the clout to their sport. But still, mm-hmm. though, you saw those jerseys still in, um, in in Philadelphia when he was playing with the Nuggets, and then when he played for the Grizzlies, Iverson jerseys were still around. I right, mean, absolutely. You're still going to see Tyreek Hill jerseys for the, for the rest of the time. Nope. And 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 Tyreek, I'm sure he'll still sign the jersey. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. Hey, man, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, shoot, I did a lot of good things out here, man. I love Kansas City. Yeah, so, awesome. yeah, man. Yeah. Clickbait. Or the whatever you want to call it, you know, come see our channel, you know, those things. Yeah. They did they, they did the trick. Um, I will say <laughs> that the, the whole suppression of stats thing, and I see people like going on, oh yeah, the NFL's fixed, all these things. It's like, come on, that's why I, I kind of get annoyed that stuff. It's like it's not it's not the movie major league where you have the GM coming in there, like, wow, this team, we're gonna sell this team from top uh, top of the price, and we're they're gonna be bad and we're gonna sell them. It's like, no, that's not how right. things work. Movies, yes, but not. I mean, yeah, come on, man. Yeah, look, man, there's too many moving parts, to, you know, to get to that point. I mean, it really is, you know, so, yeah. I mean, I, I will say, I think if Andy Reid could go back in time, he would, you know, develop more plays to try to get the ball into Tyreek's hands in the second half of that Cincinnati AFC Championship game. That's the only thing I will say, but that's not a suppression. <laughs> that wasn't a suppression of stats there. <laughs> yeah, it, 
Yeah, we we can we can debate that. It, this ball could have been in a whole lot of different people's hands, you know. So I don't know. <laughs> still trying to forget that game. It's hard. It's hard, to, it's hard not. <laughs> um, all right. So okay. So uh, I, I love where that way we, we were talking. We're, we're, it really is entertainment tonight. We got uh, talking about uh, Ben Affleck and J Lo and Pete Davidson and Kardashian. Amen. <laughs> hey, Amen. Hey, we'll get with it. <laughs> um, okay. So our final topic tonight. Um, so reports are brewing that Orlando Brown Jr. wants to be the highest paid left tackle in the league. And reports are that we are going to make him that, just that. Um, the Chiefs are currently waiting for Brown to sign an agent, so they really can't get pursue any talks um, until he gets an agent. So he's, he's apparently the last few weeks he's been going through a bunch of interviews to find an agent. Um, and the Chiefs are hoping to hammer out this long-term deal by the July 15th deadline. So we got we got about a month and a half to for them to do that. Also with that, I also saw that um, the Chiefs cannot really make any moves. So, you know, we, we talk about getting another edge or getting another D lineman. We can't really make any moves until this deal is done because apparently whatever the, with this extension, we'll, we'll be able to get more money or spend more money. I, I think we just kind of want to knock that out first before we get like another. Right, edge. right. And I think it's what we talked about. It's going to be a veteran guy who we're obviously not in a rush to sign, but we who we know will probably be there after we get this done in July 15th. That's that's what the, 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 the rumors are out there. Um, yeah. But the interesting thing was, according to Jordan Schultz, uh, Brett Feach is a giant fan of uh, Orlando Brown. Obviously, he traded a first-round pick for him. Huge fan of him, and he sees him as essential to our team's long-term success, having a 26-year-old left tackle for, I mean, however long we, we signed him for. So, uh, big deal for the, for the Chiefs to get this done in the next month and a half. So, what are your thoughts on making Orlando Brown the highest-paid left tackle in the league? Do you think it's deserving? Okay. Uh, I, I'll, I'll say this. I think Orlando Brown uh, is deserving of good money. I know he's going to be probably up there with, with Trent. I mean, that's just where the market is, right? Mm-hmm. So he's going to be at, you know, the market price of, you know, left tackles in a game. Uh, and I think, you know, Veach is thinking, like I thought, once you brought him over from, from Baltimore, that you wanted to tie his career in with, with Patrick's. I mean, I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, why wouldn't you, right? I mean, you, you got a solid guy that's playing left tackle who was a right tackle. Uh, you want to keep a guy like that here to always protect Patrick's blind side. There is no question about it. So I think it, just business-wise, it makes sense, right? Because, you know, trying to find like an all-pro tackle is tough to do. Mm-hmm. And so if you're trying to find another guy next year, you, you might be able to get a guy in the draft, but he still has got to develop. That is that – that is a little risk, more risky than getting a guy who, who, who was proven, who was a pro bowler, you know, a multiple pro bowler. Uh, that's, that's the issue. And so when we're sitting over it, and, and I'm thinking about this, uh, Orlando Brown was making the transition to left tackle last year, okay? And he was going to have a couple of snafus. He was going to have a, a couple of issues, which he did. You know, I'm just going to be blatantly honest, and he'll be blatantly honest with you too. I think that's why he's putting a lot of work into his feet. You know, uh, his shuffle and whatnot, uh, because uh, he wasn't perfect over at, at left tackle last year at all. Right. He got he got beat sometimes on the, the speed rushes. And I think he'll start working with that um, this offseason. Uh, and so he's going to get better. He's going to get better, man. He's he's a heck of an athlete. and He's a great uh, he's a great player. He's one of the top players in the league uh, on, on, on the O-line. So you get a guy like that up. You got Thune here for a while. You got that young line with Creed, uh, you know, Trey. Uh, you got Canard here now, you know, so you, get, you got some guys that you can keep here for, for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And your, 
your main focus is to make sure 15 doesn't get hit. He doesn't get touched. So that's why we see Orlando out there catching the tennis balls and playing tennis and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. The question is, do you not pay him now, right, and then try to get another guy in free agency who might cost you a lot more money trying to get here? It's like, Dad, you know what? We should have gone ahead and did this. Yeah. And it's going back to the same deal we was talking about with, uh, with uh, uh, Tyreek. Is saying, look, let's go ahead and short this guy right now because later down the road, next year it's going to be on more money. Yep. So let's go ahead and get this, this deal done. Let's go ahead and take care of it. That's one thing we don't have to worry about anymore, and we're good, right? So I think I think it just it makes sense, makes business sense. Everybody wants guys to be better. He wants to be better, mm-hmm. right? He wants to be paid as one of the top tackles. Uh, I, I think that you can you can definitely uh, argue the point that he should be paid right up there with it. Uh, it's going to get more expensive down the road. And like I said, if you try to get a guy in the draft uh, the first round, I mean, we're sitting with at 30 right now. And you had to do a lot of trades to get a guy up there. Then I, I don't know a guy who's going to come in and be a Pro Bowl right off the bat like that. No. So, makes sense, man. And, and plus, kind of what you said um, with, you know, like next year, you, you don't sign him right now. You wait till next year. And then a guy who's below Orlando Brown gets a contract. It, it kind of like, just like the Tyreek Hill situation. Yeah. We have the long-term deal in play. Mm-hmm. Christian Kirk gets signed with 16, 17 million a year. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. If Christian Kirk's getting 16 million, 17 million a year, let's hold off on this whole thing. Let's wait to see what Devontae is. Because that was the no receiver was really signing. And all of a sudden he does that. Right. Like, let's wait to see what Devontae does. Devontae does what he does and the rest is history. So in this case, we don't want some subpar left tackle getting paid a lot of money. We're like, ah oh, man, okay, we really are gonna have to go all out for Orlando Brown. So yeah, I think you're right. I think doing it now actually will, will, will help us because as the as the salary cap gets bigger and you know with these guys getting be pay these you know ridiculous amounts of money, which is you know well earned. Yeah. Kind of have to do that now and getting it done early. And if, and I think they might have learned a lesson it's why they want to get it done by July 15th. Yeah. I mean like I said man it just it just makes sense to me. You know because the thing is the guys that I, I thought uh, that as far as play tackle, uh, that was free agencies last year because it's like, look, we thinking about this guy, like uh, Collins. I think he, he went up there to uh, the Bengals. He was a guy I was just like, man, he's a stud. That's a guy like if you're going to make a decision, go ahead and do that right now, right? And so uh, I, I think that was always a deal that they had with with Orlando Brown. They knew what they was going to tag him. Yep. Um, and I think he actually, shoot, which makes sense. He's like, man, look, I didn't see two guys that was top of their game. Tyreek Hill, Honey Badger, uh, not on the Chiefs because of contract negotiation. Yep. Right? So, hey, foretold is forewarned. Yeah. All right? Forewarned is foretold. So, this this is – we've seen the writing on the wall. Like, look, if we're going to do something, I got to push it. I got to push the envelope. Ain't got to do, don't wait. Ain't got time to wait like that. So, yeah. hey, man. Uh, I hope they get a deal done. You know, we don't know what it's going to be, uh, but I know they're going to be pushing for the negotiation. I know they said that they're, they're looking for agents and whatnot. Uh, Leonard Brown. Uh, I know, man. I, I just, my thing is, like I said before, I just, to me, it's risky to try to wait yep. a little bit longer. And I think it's what you said. I mean, I, never, I actually never thought about it this way. It's like they wanted to have Mahomes and Orlando Brown kind of age together where they, they can go they can go together for the rest. And quite, as a fan, I just want to like, we get this whole line, we get this figured out. Our line is set for the next four to five years. 
Right. Absolutely. We, we don't think about it. We don't even think about center, guard, tackle, right. tackle. Hopefully, Kennard pans out because we don't think about other tackle for a while. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, quite frankly, yeah. 20, 26 is so young. I, I didn't realize how young he was. Yeah, man. But look, money's going up. Money's going up. You might as well get a guy right now where he's in his in his prime. I mean, he's yeah. a prime left tackle, man. He's he's playing at a high level. Yeah. Um, and I think, like I said, this year because now this to be a second year at left tackle, he's going to be even better, yeah. right? So I was one of those that's kind of you know a little critical on with some of the things he was doing. Like, man, he's been getting his feet back, mm-hmm. you know. But hey, man, is that going from one position to another, left tackle, um, right tackle to left tackle, is not that easy. It's yeah. not that easy. So. Hey, he's going against high caliber guys. And so when you, especially, you know, when you're going against in our division, mm. okay, in our conference, you need a guy like that for sure. Okay. Mm. Don't waste that. Somebody, I think so. I see somebody put out there, you know, other guys, you know, Fisher. And I'm like, look, man, you got a guy here, right? Come on. Yeah. Don't, don't let this guy get away from you. Okay. You, you can't be cheap. It's like it's like we always talk about. You, you can't be cheap when you're when you're when you're blocking for uh for that guy's blind side. Right, man. You get what you pay for, brother. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, yeah, and I, I also hope that you know talk about you know because there, there was times last year where guys were beating him to the point as you as you as you would say they're beating him to the spot. Yeah. I hope I hope this offseason and it does. I mean, he's doing tennis workouts. I hope he has shed a little weight because it did look at times where he was kind of too heavy, too slow to get back there. And you mentioned mm-hmm. it before in the show. Yeah. So. I, yeah. I hope he did. He, I hope he did kind of shed some weight. Um, but I gotta say, the one thing that I've really liked since we've got Orlando, it's like he he really took to the team. Like he became like close to the guys. He was at he, him and Patrick actually are, are very close. He went to his wedding. Um, and so it, it's cool to see their left tackle quarterback have gotten so close. And you know, it's just it's just nice to see because those are th- those are positions that you want to have a, a good buddy relationship with. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, as a quarterback. Hey, you, the one you want to take out to dinner and, and, and treat really well is the one that's protecting you. Yeah. The one that's watching your back. Yeah. So uh, that's all that I could always appreciate that, man. You know, Trim was he was a good guy, man. Hey, look, he, he treated us well. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you. It's keeping me upright. So that's how it works, brother. Yeah. Uh, so as far as with Orlando Brown, um, so you'd be okay with get, uh, him getting more than what Trent Williams is getting making right now? See now, now you said that. I don't know. I, I know he, he now he might that's highest paid left tackle. I, I know it. I know it. But <laughs> is it gonna be more like on like Trent Williams, you know, his his thing? And and if he is, look, you gotta do it. Cut the check, right? It, it's gonna hurt. But look, we know it's gonna sting, yeah. but you're gonna be better off for it because now it's like, look, you, you like you said, you don't have to worry about it for another few years. Yeah. You know, you got you got this line, you know. Sewn up for you know number of years right now. Uh, it's gonna hurt to uh, write that on there. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and I'll say this too. Um, we, we always talk about we always give other teams AFC West props, like their their edge rushers. And that's one thing you got the you got these a lot of these Raiders, Chargers, and Broncos fans who have you know, if watched our show before, and it's like oh Chiefs homers. It's like no, we actually give you guys a lot of respect and a lot of credit. But I will say those other teams. We have the best left tackle in the division right now. Those other teams don't have a better left tackle than. Oh yeah, the, yeah, it's not even. Yeah, yeah, it's so not what, even a question. What, yeah, what they don't, what they have is, as far as edge rushers, we don't have. But we have is off the line and a tackle. We have, we, we have the we have the best. Probably, it's probably the best line in the division easily. Actually, um, that's why that's why you invest and prioritize having a guy like that because yep. you know what the division has on the other side of it, yep. right? 
and you got to protect 15 back there, man. That's that's a hey, like uh like E E said all the time. That's the Brinks truck. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, hey, don't mess with don't mess with that back there. Yeah. It's just that we talk about how we've, you know, these other teams have spent so much money on edge. It's like, okay, well, that's fine. And we've been cheap with money. So now it's our time, at least this offseason we have, not, not with overall because look at Patrick's contract, but look at um, what we haven't spent money in. Now it's time to spend, and we're spending to kind of be the anti of what every other team is spent on, which is getting edge yeah. rushers to come at us. Now we spend on our left tackle to, to protect Patrick for the next five to six years, however long that contract is. Right, right. But you, but you did a good job in the draft addressing what you needed on defense because yep. I think it was really one of the that was one of the biggest issues, right? Of getting guys on defense, and so now what you do, you have you have a young defense, you have a fast defense, you have a harder defense, uh, and you can get guys in here who play in that support role uh, that's not going to cost you a whole lot of money, mm-hmm. right? Who d- don't have to come to OTAs or training. They they want to come to training camp and come in when they need to, yep. and be a you know a, a, a merc and it's like look. Play the one year, whatever. You can spend money on guys like that, right? Yeah, and that's what you want to do. That now it becomes this is your priority. Here's the next level. Yeah, so. and I'm very curious to see because they said that kind of getting this deal done, you're going to see kind of other moves with that. Um, once we get this Orlando Brown deal done uh, to bring in other guys, because we're trying to hammer this one out before we can spend other guys. Because you know, yeah. I was I was kind of upset this week when I saw that Hicks, Hakeem uh, Hicks, the D tackle, went to Tampa Bay. One year, ten million dollar mm. deal. I was I like, see, yeah. you know, I know it. Yeah, hey, that'd have been a house right there. Well, I mean, great, but but when I see that, it's like, okay, well, this Orlando Brown thing happens. Maybe we do spend on an edge or a D tackle, and you know, like like we said before, JPP does no spags. It makes sense, and then we can bring. In, I, I want a, a Sue and JPP bring in at the same time, but Ooh, that's, that's a boy, Christmas. that'd be boy. I'd, I'd be like. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Here we go. Here we go. Bring them two jokers in. We can do it. Yeah. I, but I mean, we'll see. But uh, I just think that once this move happens, I think we're going to see a couple other moves. And uh, hopefully that, that does happen because, you know, we, we, we've been begging for the uh, the kind of the reinforcements on the edge and the uh, and the D-line uh, going into training camp. And, then, and, then let the, and at that point, let the guys battle out. And whoever's the better, better guys obviously will make the team. So that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there was a question I wanted to ask you that we uh, when we were talking about. Um, oh my gosh, uh, I, I, I guess I'll, I'll ask it to you on, on next episode. But there was something we were talking about earlier that I was like, "Did that ever happen?" Um, oh man, I forgot. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm having a brain fart right now, but I'll, I'll I'll ask it to you. Was it would it have something to do with uh, with Tyree's situation or or Frank no, Clark? Or? No, it was it was about. Um, Gosh, it was it was about the, the tackle situation um, that we had, and uh, gosh, oh yeah, you know it it was it was kind of more a generational thing. I know we we have a lot of older viewers on the show, but uh, yeah, looking at this like because outside of Trent Williams, there really isn't like another left tackle that's like oh oh that stands out. What what's happened with our tackles? Back in the day, we had Rofe, we had Ogden, we had uh, we had Pace. Um, I mean, we had just, there were so many guys that you could think of as, as far as left tackles. And it's like, now it's who's, who's really, I mean, who's out there as far as, as far as a big name and a guy who's a reliable left tackle. Right. We, right. We don't, we don't, we just don't have that anymore. What, what, what happened to our tackles? You know what? Uh, I don't know, man. We, all the guys you named is hall of famers. I mean, yeah. sure. We've seen some, some great left tackles and it'd be, it'd be some guys when it's said and done. 
I, I think sometimes these guys just really don't get the credit or, you know, get the, you know, the names in the paper like like they should. Just because it's, you know, it's offensive, it's passing league. You're looking at, you know, more of the score, who, who's catching the football, all those different things, right? Uh, and so what we know, those guys, not only could they pass block, but these guys could absolutely just grade guys. And I mean, just running over guys, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and so we, we kind of gotten away from that in the NFL from, you know, running the football as, as much, you know? You can see it in the numbers. So the numbers, you know, kind of tell it out, but. You know, you, you we, we're, we're just lucky in that in that because that, that was one era where all those guys played at, at the time around that same and I, also uh, I think Brian McKinney was also in that same era. Brian McKinney, time. yeah, yeah. There were so many guys who were like that. Nah, now that you get the guy like that, that's good. Then after that, it became like Joe Thomas was the best left tackle, and there really wasn't anybody else that you thought of as like, oh, that's what you that's a left tackle. And then like now it's Trent Williams and okay, Orlando Brown. Not bad, you know. It's it's not like oh, there's these are the five left tackles and these guys are all badasses like it was in that era in that early two thousands. I I just think yeah. we were, was that we were just lucky that, that those guys all played the same era. Uh, I, I don't know. It, it, it could be it. I mean, it, it was some it was some good football play back then. Some really good football play, mm. you know, with some really good players. And I, like I said before, uh, maybe it's just where we just we're not really promoting the guys as much. I don't know. That's a good question. Because I, I had to go through, man. I'll look and see, man, who's the top, you know, left tackles in the league right now? And I don't know when Trent comes up. You know, of course, Melinda Brown Jr. comes up. Uh, Collins. Uh, I think the dude. Uh, mm, oh, uh, uh, Tyron Smith. Tyron Smith. Yeah. Yeah. So you got some guys out there. You got some guys out there. Yeah, no. it's, it's just it doesn't have that impact as a, as a, as those guys had, and maybe it is because of the way the NFL is going now. Maybe it's just more passing. It's not like yeah. not seeing that dual threat of oh that guy's he can be a great run blocker and pass blocker. But now it's more like we're yeah. kind of prioritizing one part of the game more. Yeah, he, yeah, he's he's pushing back in his police, man. He you know we didn't let him we didn't let him move the pile like he should. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, big Rover, those guys, you name man, some big athletic guys who get on the on the corner, rush, hit, get down the field. I mean, monsters, absolute monsters. So maybe we're just fortunate, man. Maybe we're fortunate to see it. Hall of Fame guys, all those guys, Hall of Fame guys. Yeah. So, yeah. It's just funny because I like I was talking to my nephew, I was like, and he's a quarterback, and I was asking, uh, who, who's your left tackle? And I, and I was like, it's like you got you got any like big rope uh, looking guys? He was like, who? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was, you know, like I was like big, like Jonathan Alton looking type guys. He's like, I mean, no, I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm like, oh, all right, well, okay, well, next topic. And I was like, uh, Trent Williams type guy. And he was like, oh yeah, 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 Trent Williams. Like, oh, okay, well, it's like that. That's it though, because like I couldn't think of another left tackle. Where it's like, oh, that's a that's a Haas. Like that's that that's the guy. And it's like right, oh, right. Williams, and it's like okay, and Trent Williams is a badass left tackle, but like. I don't know. For me, it's not, it doesn't have the same sticking power as those other guys I mentioned, you know, Pace, Brof, and, and uh, Ogden. It's just, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of sad because I remember as a young kid, like remembering those were, that, that's a left, ta- that's what a left tackle is supposed to look like. Now it's like right. you kind of get, get a guy and let it fill in for a few years. And then you, you, you draft the next guy in the next four years or you trade for another guy. It's like, I don't know. Just, it's not what it used to be, I guess, in that position. Yeah. Yeah. It's still a priority. It's just that that guy isn't like a household, not a household name, but like, you know, just has that look and has that like that meanness and like just that build. I, I don't know, man. Just it's just I, I can't think of any guys who has that in the last few years. Outside. Like I said, I, and I think part of it is, man, like I said before, I think, you know, where 
you know, the uh, pass blocking is not as sexy. It's not mm-hmm. as sexy as watching a guy just maul, you know, a linebacker or safety or D-line and, you know, defensive end. You know, that's what you used to see. You see these guys just maul jokers all over mm-hmm. the field. And now, you know, you just – if you're just sitting back, you know, <laughs> you know, trying to pass protect, mm-hmm. you know, hey, could be anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that, that I guess so as the NFL kind of evolves, is that everything kind of just changes, you know, like back in the day, like Dallas Clark was kind of like a, you know, he was a receiver. You only, he was a tight end, but, you know, you, you pull him out for some plays here and there. But Marcus Paul was kind of the main tight end because he was he was kind of always on the field because he could do a little bit of everything. Whereas Dallas Clark was one of the receiving. But now you put Dallas Clark in the NFL today, Dallas Clark would be a top five tight end. Oh, yeah, no <laughs> doubt. No doubt. With the offenses they do. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. It's just crazy, man. Uh, that's that. That's that's the evolving of the game as we as we as we we're ta- as we always talk about. Absolutely, one hundred percent. That's exactly what it is. Um, and, I, and I apologize to anybody, or any of our viewers and listeners who have no idea who the, some of these uh, old left tackles that, 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 that we named. Uh, I have a feeling if you're if you're listening or watching the show, you do know who these guys are. So yeah, yeah. And and, and if you don't know who these guys are, you need to look them up. Yep. Do your homework. That's what I say. Sure. 100%. And we'll discuss next week on, uh, or if you guys actually comment below uh, and uh, talk about any of your favorite left tackles from, uh, from modern times or in years past, we'd love, we'd love to hear it. Um, but that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in. Chief Concerns presented by Bet Online. We, you know what? If it comes up next week, more of these kind of gossip type storylines, we're going to put them on the show because, you know, that's, that's what we do. We're, we're a versatile group here. <laughs> that's right. That's right, man. Look, we, hey, look, we're not, we're not dodging anything. We'll talk about it all, right? Yes, sir. Bring it on. Yes, Have sir. a good talk. Oh, shout out to my man that gave us a shout. What's his name? Uh, 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 how about those Chiefs? How about those Chiefs? Nico. Yeah. You yeah. know, hats off to you, my brother. No. Nope. Yeah. Appreciate, appreciate the shout. It's always nice. Uh, as I've talked about with Lance on the Unspoken Podcast, you know, it's always nice to, you know, kind of, you know, integrate with other podcasts. And, you know, it's like, we're not competitors. We're literally, we all have the same demographic and we're all friends and we're all trying to, you know, talk about the Chiefs, but all from different standpoints and different point of views. And that's, that's, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Lance and Spoke, man. That's my brother right there, man. Everybody's doing a good job out there. Let me just put hats off to y'all guys. Yep. Tip the hat to y'all for real. Y'all keep doing your work. 100%. Bring it on. 100%. All right, guys. Well, we hope everyone has a good weekend and we'll see you guys next Wednesday. Take it easy. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 